to the MTR Network. We are back for another Supergirl Super Tuesday. I am Shanna, and I'm here with the doctor. Howdy. And we are here to discuss Supergirl Season 6, Episode 13, The Gauntlet. Uh, what did you think about this week's episode? It was interesting. I'm still trying to figure out what Supergirl could have done to pass the gauntlet. So... I have, have a theory. theory. <laughs> we will get to the theory. Um, I do want to say, like, before we get really into the episode, that I appreciated that they did not drop what we got last week um, mm-hmm. with Kelly, that they kind of opened with that, addressed it, moved on, circled back around to it at the end. Um, I re- also really appreciate it. I feel like this is the first time that in Alex's relationship, the other person kind of got the opportunity to push the relationship forward because usually we are mm-hmm. looking at things from Alex's perspective. So I like that Kelly said, you know, like, I want you to be my partner. I want us to, like, move forward, and it didn't have to be, you know, Alex. Yeah, because she's always getting the short end of the stick with that. Yeah, because she's always the one who's usually like, oh, I really want this, this, this and this, and the partner being like, Ugh. I don't. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm glad that, you know, we didn't drop the whole how to be an anti-racist Supergirl and still out there in the ether. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was telling my friend about this uh, yesterday and I was like, girl, like, and uh, hilarious, like so funny. But also, like, <laughs> I still same, loved it, appreciated it still hilarious um (laughs) so supergirl and nixley are both after the totem of courage which turns Uh out to be the slingshot that david hit goliath with i'm gonna go with that's not a real thing yeah no (laughs) well you know i'm 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 atheist borderline i'm agnostic borderline atheist so I, you know, it's like Grimm's fairy tales to me. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I just think, I don't know if there was, if there was an ancient slingshot that we believed (laughs) (laughs) to be the actual slingshot that uh, David hit Goliath with, uh, maybe more security. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That part right there. Just got in, just took it real quick. <laughs> um, and not only do they each go after it, but then they split it in half. And so they each have to face the gauntlet to truly possess the slingshot. And each of their gauntlet is a personal thing. So Supergirl's thing is the day she becomes Super Supergirl, which is also the day she saves Alex's plane. My theory is that she had to let Alex's plane go down. That's what I was thinking. Because it sounds like the piece of courage is facing your fears. Her fear is losing Alex. Mm-hmm. And and who she would be if she let that happen. Yes. If she, if she was able to face that. Um, so, yeah, that that was my theory. She keeps not being able to get through it. She thinks it's because there was a, another guy that she failed to save because mm-hmm. she was afraid of being seen that day. 
Mm-hmm. And so she goes to save him. It's not that. We don't get to see her try it the second time, so I don't know what her... Oh, we did. Was. No, because what she did was we didn't see him save her, but we saw her zipping around the, the city saving a bunch of people yeah. that she hadn't noticed the first time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it it saving people is easy for Kara. Losing yes. Alex would be hard for her. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Nixley's thing is she thinks it's just killing her father. She has to have the courage to kill her father. Um, but she fails and then she thinks that she has to have the courage to kill her brother for betraying her. Um, Mm -hmm. But actually what it ends up being, and I love that she was the one to actually figure this out and do it. It's her being able to be vulnerable and be honest about how, what her brother did to her hurt her. Yes. So that was a lovely scene. And we talked about this before we got to see the brother and the father. Yes. I was so excited. (laughs) i was like finally and i actually think now my theory about what's gonna happen is like i thought it was gonna be her getting all the totems and then going to confront her family but i'm now Mm. wondering if in the quest to get all the totems she'll actually work through her shit yeah no i don't know (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that one. Well, I, I'm wondering, because, like, the first thing was being vulnerable. I, they haven't even told us what all the other totem things are. But, yeah, I'm going to – I hope that that's the case. Like, that in the case – like, in trying to get through this, she actually kind of works through her stuff. Also, this is, like, slightly just a little annoyance. Do you ever think that sometimes the actress who plays Nick Lee makes like weird faces that are slightly Absolutely. Off? Okay. She's overacting in some of these scenes. Thank you. Okay, good. As long as I'm not alone. I just No, you're not alone. There were a couple scenes where I was like, alone. why is she making that face? <laughs> it's it's like when you're watching somebody and they're like I don't It's like that Daniel Craig weekend thing mm-hmm. where I'm always like is it happiness is it resignedness is it like i cannot tell. what is going on here yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't tell what his tone is <laughs> it's like that that's that i was like i sometimes she just she'll make a face and then it'll like change and i'm like was it just like the camera was on her too long and she wasn't sure <laughs> what, <laughs> what emotions she should be giving okay um so i actually really enjoyed that i liked Nixley having this really big epiphany and you know being the one to actually get it and when so every time they mess up the people who were in the area when the totem broke get like an additional boost of courage but courage in all the wrong way yeah and it depends like Nixley's staff and failures affect the super friends mm-hmm. Kara's affects the other uh, civilians that were in the area yeah so we have um, <laughs> Alex, who becomes like so. Uh, what's the word? So hyper obsessed, hyper obsessed, but also um, convinced of her own ability to do things that it's actually making her take too many risks. Yeah, and then you have uh, John who is usually like quite stoic and like holding things in, he becomes very 
he has the courage to like express his feelings, but because he's too busy expressing his feelings, he's not actually getting anything done. Yeah, he's too affirmational at (laughs) this point. He's like, oh yes. He's like, Alex, you're doing a great job. (laughs) Brainy, we love you. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Like, sir, we don't get in this fight. Um, (laughs) And uh, him trying to reason with the dragon, I was just like, Lord, so ridiculous, Lord Jesus. Please stop trying to be the magical Nero, please. <laughs> Brainy's thing is he's miscalculating things because he's just guessing and assuming his guesses are correct. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. Um, and <laughs> then you have this scientist who she had this great idea. She used to work with this partner. The partner took her information. She's like determined to prove him um, wrong so that she can get the funding. And her whole thing is about, she wants to prove that you can harness lightning. So she's okay. So I want you, I want to stop you there. We need to talk about this. This whole setup was discomforting to me. And here's why too often. And Joss Whedon was guilty of it as well. Too often you have, a cis white person scientist who has an Asian female assistant who always looked like Liza Lapeer. Like, I know that wasn't Liza Lapeer in the scene, but this particular Asian assistant looked like Liza Lapeer. And that person's always the voice of reason and is always being ignored by said cis white person. Can we stop that trope? (laughs) Like, I I get representation matters, but I feel slightly comfortable speaking up for my Asian siblings and saying we can get them better representation than the lab assistant who's probably smarter than the main lead who's getting ignored. I mean, I was just kind of like this. She's doing too much. And everybody, like, not just the assistant, but even the her former partner who is played by a black man was like, you need to stop. <laughs> Like, you need to chill the fuck out. Um, And I think we tend to... I kind of didn't like it more because of the trope of the mousy, overlooked over, like, woman scientist. Yeah. Like, I'm also over that That bothered me, too. That bothered me, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like... All of it felt a little pat. It just felt a little like, y'all, yeah, you could do better. I mm-hmm. also, her last name was Lar, and that was throwing me off because if you're watching Superman and Lois, they introduced the character of Leslie Lar in that. Mm. And so I was like, is this trying to like, I was like, are they trying Crossover? to make a connection here? Like what's, yeah, it just, it felt like too much. Um, also because then like the spell breaks and she's just like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, like bitch. She's like, girl, <laughs> you, sh- yes, you should be. And also everyone needs to do better. <laughs> like, Everybody. Yeah. Like how are you going to stop this now? Um, but what I did like was William because, what they address, which was something I hadn't even thought of, is he, Andrea's still on him about not doing enough to get information on the super friends. And it's because the last time he was going undercover, he got shot. Yeah, which is 
they just ignoring that little tidbit. Yeah, I had told. I look. I'm not gonna lie. I have forgot about it. <laughs> so I like that they brought that back and addressed it. Is he's dealing with some PTSD around that? Um, mm -hmm. And this shot of courage actually allowed him to work through that in order to go back to helping people. Um, mm -hmm. So he, you know, he jumps right in there to help during the lightning strike and he's, you know, running around with the super friends. So now he has the courage also to ask Kara to get him in and to be like the official reporter with the super friends. Again, though, I go back to, I still don't understand why this is the only way that homegirl thinks they can sell papers. I don't know why this is a plot line. <laughs> it's like, and and the way they have her, Andrea talk to them, it feels like they're trying to make her a villain, but not make her a villain. Yeah. It's like they're trying to make her a great value version of Kat, right? Yeah. But even when Kat was doing it, it was it was just about like it was about building Kara up to be a better reporter. Yeah. Whereas Andrea is doing it to sell papers. So it doesn't have the same feeling behind it. But that's why I called her a great value version yeah. of Cat Grant. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it just made, like she feels like a also great value J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Like, I'm, I just don't know how to feel about her. And so I'm just like, eh. Um, and even Nia, like, tries to help. She's like, hey, so I heard the super friends might be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like they're just going to have to bring that boy in on the secret. I'm so sick of that, though. I'm sick of this trope in the DC TV universe where they spilled a secret. What's the point of having a secret fucking identity? Just be like the Avengers. Everybody knows your fucking name. True. True. Just don't be like Tony Stark and give off your fucking address on the television. Or put a giant A on your building. That, too. Like what? Where? Wherever might we find the Avengers? Oh, you mean in that building with the giant A on the side? <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, Lena. So Lena is having to grapple with the fact that she's a witch. Um, so they bring back the Kryptonian witches who gave us rain a few seasons ago. Um, to kind of. I don't want to say guide Lena, but to help her accept who she is. Yeah. So again, I, I will be really interested to see how Lena connects the science and the magic because I don't think she's ever going to give up the science. Um, oh, no, and nor should she. Yeah. And, and as she embraces the magic parts of herself, I, I'm really interested to see how she brings those two things together. And she confides yeah. to Kara that she's a witch. She's part witch. <laughs> It feels like um what's it like I dream of genie no other one bewitched yeah <laughs> where they're gonna just have Lena in the background like w wiggling her nose or something <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I I like that we are moving in this direction with Lena what did you think I liked it um. I just hope it doesn't get to be like, oh, we're all super friends. Fuck all our past 
jobs and character arcs. We're just going to be super friends. I just, I, I'm anxious about that part of it. Yeah. That's what, like, because when they brought Kelly in, I'm like, mm. Yeah. Kelly was already, a, mm. yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I, I feel the same about that. I, I don't think everybody has to be a part of the superhero team to have value. Correction. I don't think everybody needs to have a special ability or a superhero alter to mm -hmm. be a part of the team. Exactly. Because and Lena was a valuable part of the team just being the scientist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. And I keep saying, like, I think Kelly is, like, it's weird to me that they're pushing for Orlando to be the one to run for city council. Because that feels like something Kelly could do. Yee, but that's not in her character. I don't think that's necessarily in her character. Um, but, you know, I'd rather Kelly be finding more ways to help people in her regular life than trying yeah. to be guardian. Especially if it's just going to be what it was in this episode, which is her, like, running in in the last scene last and, like, minute, throwing up yeah. a shield. Yeah. Like, I, she literally did not need to be there. <laughs> she literally had... She, mm. Yeah, so that's my she thing. She literally is served like, no purpose. I, I love Kelly, I do, but she literally served no purpose yeah. in this episode. Because she's always been way more impactful when she's being Kelly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, and I, I understand. I'm With Lena, I'm more interested in see how she combines the magic and the science because... Like you said, she's always been an integral part of this team because of her ability to problem solve. Right. But we'll see. Um, also wonder, as we continue to do the search for these mystical totems, um, what Kara will learn about herself. Because it, it was a little odd of Kara not to figure out what was going on with the courage totem or at least like figure out where she messed up. I don't think it was because Kara's always been, I'm not trying to call her stupid. Kara has always been a little oblivious mm -hmm. to what's right in front of her. I guess I'm just, I'm wondering if, like, I think it would be great if this search for the totems helped Nixley work through all of her stuff. But if it's going to be this constant thing where it's like her versus Kara and trying to figure these things out, I want Kara to also be learning lessons about herself. And so far, Kara has learned nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is getting a little frustrating because we had four and a half, almost five seasons of a lot of Kara growing the fuck up and learning. Mm-hmm. I don't like this stall. Yeah. Especially given that this is the last season. Yeah. So just saying, I, I want to see like where, where this is pushing Kara's character to end up at, at the end of all yeah. of this. That's what I'm interested in. And especially in. because I'm looking it up, we have seven more episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're getting, we're getting to the end here. We're going to have to say goodbye soon. <laughs> so, again, that's all I really had 
for this week. Um, Continuing to enjoy what they're doing. Um, Obviously, really enjoyed Nixley. She's just like that stuff with her and her her brother and her father. I didn't know if we were even going to get to see them. So I'm really, really excited that we got that. Um, her father yeah, that seems was like powerful. a total ass. <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, she was trying to kill him. I mean, given that she was trying to kill him, he handled it pretty fucking well. Well, no, she never said that she was trying to kill him in the coup. She never said most she was. Coups tr- in, most <laughs> coups are only successful if the person you're overthrowing ends up dead. But uh, a, a live <laughs> deposed ruler threatens the new regime's establishment of authority and power but the fact that she said like her first thing was getting up the courage to kill her father makes me think that the intention was not to kill her father but to overthrow him like the intention may not have been there but the ultimate result for her coup to be successful would have been to kill him mm-hmm. she would have tried to keep him alive and him being alive would have caused his loyalists to, to disrupt her reign she yeah. would have had to kill him yeah Eventually. Eventually. Or he might have died fighting back against the coup. I'm not saying that was her original goal. I'm saying that was gonna be the that was gonna be the inevitable result. Yes. But what I'm saying is like I just think <laughs> it's similar to like how I'm like, I just saying, like, once she gets all the things, it's okay if you let her beat them up a little bit. She did <laughs> She's been through a lot. Also, I want to see, because she does seem, from what we saw in the the memory, she does seem to have this very, uh, this image of her brother as just kind of like, you know, even though he portrayed her, he, you know, it wasn't his fault. He, you know, she she seems to have a lot of um, empathy. For her brother, mm-hmm. so I'm really interested in her being able to go back and see her brother and father and see if her brother really lives up to that image that she has of him. Because mm. it's quite possible. Or is it just, or is it just her romanticized mm-hmm. view of him? Because it's quite, quite possible that her brother was just as complicit as her father. So I'm interested to see that. Um, basically, I'm like way more interested in like Lena's journey and Nixley's journey. <laughs> Even Nia's journey, because um, she still has some things to atone for. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how they wrap this up, and I don't know, possibly spin some stuff off um, if that's the case. But mm-hmm. um, unless Kara starts making some 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 growth or some some changes, right now it just kind of feels like she's almost in the background of her own show. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay, so we will see y'all next week. Um, as far as I know, we're just like rolling through probably till December. I think we're just going to finish up the season. It looked like way. if it's 20 episodes, I think when I would just look that up, it's November. Yeah. So yeah, the last episode is November 9th or 10th. Yeah, so we're just going to keep rolling. Supergirl's coming to a close, y'all. <laughs> um, but continue to join us on this journey. and we will talk to y'all next week (laughs) bye